The following contains spoilers for recent Marvel productions. We do not claim to have knowledge of future spoilers, but will gladly take full credit if such come true. We will not address any leaks, but if our speculations align, it's purely coincidence. Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan, a Marvel podcast where we try to figure out just who and what is going on in this cinematic multiverse. My name is Tyler Borland, and with me always is Danny Vincent. That's right, I'm Danny Vincent, and what you just experienced was the alternate personality of Tyler Borland that we've never experienced before. But this week, speaking of alternate personalities, we're discussing the one Oscar that really does matter. That's right. In case you didn't catch you with this time, we came at you with two. I came at you with two separate weird intros, which is fitting for this show that has two Oscar Isaac performances in it. Question mark. That's right. We watched the first, also two episodes of Moon Knight. But first, we got two orders of business to take care of. Remember, two weeks ago, we said that if we raise the money, to uh, send Tyler to Morbius. We would send Tyler to Morbius. Well, I have good news and some, well, depending how you look at it, more good news or bad news. Um, <laughs> which is, the good news is, is that we have a fan base that gave us the money to send Tyler to Morbius. However, unfortunately, we have uh, forgot to realize, because we weren't expecting to make any money, <laughs> uh, that time does not necessarily equal money. So, Tyler. Uh, I'm speaking from in the third person as if he's not in the room, even though he is. Yeah. Well, he's on Discord. Uh, but uh, Tyler will go see Morbius with the money when he has time. And that means that if we if it leaves theaters before he has time, we will refund the money back to... Uh, I'll just say who they were so, we, so everyone can know who our two fans are, because their names I've been mentioned on this podcast before. Uh, we will refund Joe Schremer and Kevin Lau if... Tyler does not have time to see it in a theater. Yeah, so. my graduate program uh, is in a very, very intensive uh, semester or term right now. So <laughs> workload <laughs> workload increased, and the time, the little time that I did have to go to the movie theaters got much, much smaller. Smaller. So yeah. So if it's still if it's still out in maybe like June or July or even late May. All this seems questionable considering the box office, but you know, if it's out and Tyler has time, Tyler will go see it. Otherwise, we'll refund your money once it leaves his area. Um, second, uh, since it's tradition, we always talk about the MCU alum who won some Oscars. Uh, we just have five of them. Hans Zimmer, who has done the music for a variety of Marvel things over the years. Main thing that comes to mind is Dark Phoenix for me. <laughs> One original score for Dune. I'm trying to trying to think of uh, what else Hans Zimmer did, Marvel or like just Hans superhero is, wise. Oh, well, he's I done mean, Batman, he did the, the Batman, um, yeah, yeah. the Christopher Nolan ones. There's another. Yeah, that's the big There's one. another. Marvel. He did Man of Steel Didn't as well. He also, the Man of Steel is it's is great a score. great score. Not, uh yeah. 
but I'm trying to remember if there's the another Marvel one that he did, but I don't I don't think I think it was mostly DC. But anywho. Uh no now now you have me looking. Oh my gosh, <laughs> how could you do this to me? How could you do this? Well, I, if he did a Marvel, it had to be oh, I remember. He did Amazing Spider-Man 2. Cuz we talked about it. Yes, yes, yes. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I and we got mad when they didn't bring back the score in uh, No Way Home because I like it more than the Horner theme. I think he did a he did a great job with Amazing Spider-Man 2 theme and um and I think that Dark Phoenix score is way much better than the film in its entirety. So, to me, with Dark Phoenix's score, is it such a step down though from the actual X Men theme from, um, yeah. you know, yeah, Pass. yeah, definitely, so. yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's 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 very brooding. But, anyways, Zimmer, uh, yeah. And the one person Tyler was rooting for, Kenneth Branagh, when I pressured him to root for someone, said, I'm rooting for Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh won original screenplay. Yeah, my boy, Kenny Brands. Yeah, he won for Belfast. And as we know, he, um, Thor, you know, that's what he did. He's famous. He did Thor. Good for him. Um, Ariane DeBose for West Side Story won supporting actress, and she's going to be in Craven the Hunter. Pretty excited for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get through the sentence. Jessica Chastain won actress. And speaking of Dark Phoenix, she was the villain in Dark Phoenix. Mm. <laughs> and finally, uh, the one Oscar everyone knows that was won. Uh, Star of Men in Black, which is a Marvel movie, Will Smith won an Oscar for King Richard for Best Actor. And I will not be saying... Tyler can say whatever he wants right now about it if he wants to, or we can just move on. But I will not say anything about it, because I already covered it on my other podcast, The Snub Club. If you want to hear my thoughts on the Oscars in general, or the incident, as people have been referring to. But I also think everyone's tired of talking about the incident, so I have nothing else to say on it. I don't know if Tyler has something to say or if he wants to just move on. I yield the floor. I don't <laughs> think the Oscars should be a thing any anyway, but not anymore. Because everyone makes movies to win awards, and therefore you're like, that's not the point of art. Anyways. Well... Now, now, now I'm going to get Danny on our roll. Now, 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 I said I yield the floor and then you just go like, uh, I think we should get rid of the Oscars because people are just making movies to make awards and that's not the point of art. Uh, I would point back then to you that if there weren't awards, the studios would just make movies that make money and ergo the awards gives the, uh, commerce in a reason to make movies that otherwise would not be made. Ooh, Uh, touche. And even if I, and even if, even if I don't like all the nominees for best picture, for example, the one I like the most, Power of the Dog, do not think that would be funded unless Netflix was trying for Oscars. Mm, so, gotcha. uh, so, I love what you're saying, Tyler, but unfortunately we live in a society of capitalism. I mean, yes. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, so now we're going to talk about what you came here for, which is Moon Knight. Uh, the first two episodes have been released on Disney+. Plus. We have four more to go. We are a third through the show. Tyler, what'd you think of Moon Knight? Um, I the first episode, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I was like, yeah, it wasn't bad, but it also was like, I don't know. I, it, I was like, I want more. Um, and I felt like there was just this 
this disconnect, this narrative disconnect. Um, and then the second episode came along and it really pulled everything together. Um, and I, I wish I would have done like what you did, Danny, and watch episodes one and two back to back, um, rather than sp- split up by week. Um, because I think that they would work much better that way. Um, so far, acting wise, yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, I'm still trying to shake Venom vibes. Uh, from what I understand, um, they have like tried to they they've changed up this character a little bit from what his comics um origin or not origin, but uh from what his like comics role is, and in that like a lot of people make the uh comparison between him and Batman and uh and that's they went with a different like route for the for the show and I don't I don't I'm just kind of I'm I'm new character. I started reading a little bit of Moon Knight comics um and I was lost too because <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. Uh I'm just kind of here for the ride on on this one. Uh it did get me to speculating a little bit that I'm like, you know, they talk about Khonshu is is an Egyptian god. This could be a way for them to bring in mention of apocalypse. Who knows? Who knows, Danny? Uh, I Who think knows? Oscar Isaac will just start crying. Right? Oscar Isaac will just start PTSD on set and be like, no, not again, anything but that. And then just we'll see purple. No more prosthetics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my thoughts on it are currently, it's solid. Um, it definitely feels padded out like most of these shows mm-hmm. do. Um, I don't know why it takes to the second episode for the wife to show up in person. No yeah. real reason for that. Yeah, but I do really like the set piece in the first one where we don't we just keep waking up with him. I think that's fun. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm more interested in it as an acting piece than anything else. Even though I do think the filmmaking that we've seen is a little more dynamic than we've seen on these Disney Plus shows so far. A lot of cool yeah. angles. Yeah, of course, the stuff they're doing with the mirrors is really nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's definitely one of those things where uh, it could stick the landing or not. Uh, I fear, and I feel like my fear won't be unfounded, that Ethan Hawke is just here to be the evil bad guy and use his natural charisma to be a good villain, but have no actual depth to him. But, I don't know. I'm liking it so far. I do obviously want to talk about the actual best part of the show so far, but I figure I'll save that for when we dig in. Yeah. So, grab your shovels. Let's dig in. That was so great. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's be very, let me be very blunt to Tyler and the listeners. Uh, if I was not doing a Marvel podcast, I would probably not bother watching this show until I'm told that it is necessary. However, the one thing that would interest me in this show, regardless, and has been delivering so far for the most part, is that it is a Oscar Isaac <laughs> driven TV show. Yeah. And let me tell you, Oscar Isaac, and I've alluded to this before in the build-ups of the show and when we talked about Apocalypse, I think Oscar Isaac is one of the best one of the best actors of his generation. 
the fact that they got him for this is still so bizarre to me, even more so than Ethan Hawke, because even Hawke at least has the excuse of, oh, I have kids and I need to pay for their college. And, you know, yeah. doing being a one off villain is fun. Oscar Isaac signing up for what is likely going to be a recurring superhero role is just so bizarre to me because he has Dune. He did Star Wars. He doesn't need to be in another franchise. And he is a phenomenal actor. Um, he is, uh, but the thing, the reason I didn't put this in my, general thoughts is I think so far in the show, even though I really like what I'm getting, I'm going to come out and say my big issue with these two episodes, which is that I think Steven is just annoying. I don't think he's funny. Yeah. I don't empathize with him at all. Uh, and the fact is also is that Oscar Isaac is a very specific type of actor. There are actors who can do the accents and be good at the accents or have fun with the accents. Tom Hardy being one that's more fun than <laughs> can mm-hmm. actually do it. But you know what I mean? Like he, for me, Oscar Isaac is like um, the comparison I always hear and I agree with is that he is one of he's one of the few actors this generation you can actually call this generation's De Niro. Uh, and in that case, with De Niro, you never have De Niro do an accent. You have De Niro do an accent; it's going to be terrible. But if you have De Niro just act, Robert De Niro just act in those movies from the seventies and eighties, he's going to give you a phenomenal performance. Um, and that's what I felt like here when these first, like maybe three fourths of these two episodes, we just get the British. Really bad British accent. I think it's supposed to be bad. I think it is supposed to be a well, not bad. I think it's supposed to be an annoying British accent. You know? Yeah, it's um, um I've people have said it's accurate. Yeah, I've noticed that it's uh he said like uh bruv and it's like it's very chav. Um, I've noticed that with it. Um, now I'm not a uh linguistics expert or anything, you know, but um. It's it's been fairly fairly accurate, but uh, but yeah, I like like I said, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, um, actually, it is very very uh, mid London. Not yeah, no, I'm not gonna make any any of those statements. Yeah. But um, he is. I will say that like he's able to do an accent and still act and give the emotion with it. Um, where a lot of actors can generalize an accent and then it's like all of their emotions become generalized with it. And he's, he's acting through, through the dialect. So, um, see, I, that's the thing where I like, I don't know. I don't necessarily disagree. I think he's doing fine, but you know, you get these moments where he's Mark and the acting is so much more intense. It's so much more like, ah, yeah, that's why you hire Oscar Isaac. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why, like, you know, the end of this episode where I was like, oh, great. Now it's just going to be Oscar Isaac for the rest of the show, hopefully with the British guy in his head. Yes, please. Like, that is what I would prefer. Yeah. Because um, then I can actually get, like, the intensity I expect from him. Because um, I do think also the thing is the dialect is just it's not even the dialect. It's the character. Stephen is obviously meant to be a lighter character. And in that sense, it's like, I mean, sure, Oscar Isaac can be funny. To like, not why I'd want him hired, you know. Right. Like, that's just yeah, it. it's it's bad when it's like we finally get we finally get Oscar Isaac at you know as Mark Spector, and it's like yeah, this is who I this is who I want, and uh, Stevens who we started out with, and. It's it's kind of like, do we come back to Steven? Is Steven the alternate 
you know, is he an alternate identity to to Mark? You Mark. know, is is it actually flipped the other way? Is this just a red herring for us? Um, I mean, we don't know. Well, but I all I gotta say is is that uh, the sooner we get rid of Steven, the better. Just kill him. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know. How, I don't know how this works. Kill him. <laughs> kill him. But we still want Mark. <laughs> yeah. 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 I uh, had it be like uh, in my D and D campaign with Caleb. Uh, I recently had a uh, thing where I had a character just I randomly started an alternate personality plotline <laughs> for it just because I was getting bored. Yeah, and then I had the alternate personality exercise the original personality from Plot the body because I wanted to start playing as a new character entirely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just do that. Rip off my D and D campaign. Yeah, there do we it. go. Come there on, you Marvel. go. There you go, yeah. Feige. Here yeah, we are. Do it. Writing, writing your um, shows for you. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I don't really know what to talk about here. Uh, do you have any topics you want to talk about, Moon Knight? Um, like- I'm, I'm really interested in like. It seems that all of these, uh, like the jackals, are all in his head, but like, but also they're able to interact with the physical world around them, and it also seemed that, uh. Uh, what's her name? Layla. Uh, it seemed that Layla could see like shimmers or like whispers of a trace of the jackal um, when she like threw things at it. So I don't really know. I don't really understand, you know, how that's working. I don't, I would say that there's a lot being thrown. It's like, it's like we've been thrown into this world where we're supposed to understand these certain set of rules, but the rules weren't explained to us. And it's almost like we missed that first episode, that first entry, you know? But I kind of I kind of like the mystery. Okay, because to me, okay, I go what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it. It's, I want to clarify here. I like the mystery of it because it doesn't feel like it's mystery boxing. Yeah. You know, like, it's not purposely hiding something from us just for a bunch of reveals at the mm-hmm. end um this is just that we're following it from you know steven's perspective for these two episodes so to him he does not understand what is going on um and thus we don't have the exposition we need for this uh i would assume i don't know obviously then these next two episodes we might have some flashbacks to what was going on like with Layla and Mark yeah. beforehand, and where Steven wasn't that, or where Hanshu wasn't that. I don't think we're going to keep it a mystery for us to show now that Mark's in control of the body. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make much sense. Yeah, I think um, I think this next episode we um we go from the perspective of Mark, and uh, we we get in that nice little just fill in or whatever. I do have to say yeah. that. Marvel's tried it before where they give us where they give us this future stuff and then they explain the backstory as they go along and it was it didn't the storytelling didn't turn out that great um or it yeah it wasn't as execute like executed as good as what it could have been uh looking at you Captain Marvel yeah, I, it's it's for me. That's I don't true. know. There's like, a comparison point of this in Captain Marvel. I didn't think about that in terms of like the amnesia a- aspect. Yeah, of the character. Um, sorry, I just I, I thought that was a good parallel that I didn't want to just gloss over. That's a good yeah. point. Um, 
it's one of those things where, you know, you wonder, though, um, in Captain Marvel, you get maybe, like, I don't think this would improve it. And I think it's always a dumb... I think saying a TV show should be a movie makes a bit more sense always than saying a movie should be a TV show. Uh, for example, when people say Eternal should be a, mo- a TV show, I'm always like, mm. Mm. it shouldn't not in my opinion i think eternal should be a yeah. movie if you want it to be longer make it longer want to make it shorter cut some characters um like, yeah i i enjoy the movie and all didn't need 10 characters to be good you know like yeah yeah i th- i think that eternals i think eternals could have been longer or i think you could have went either way um and i yeah. would have i don't yeah. think it should have been a show no no i don't think it should have been a show no it's definitely um, it's definitely a uh a movie even talk about a movie I don't like that's not in the MCU, Dune. You know, I, I didn't really like Dune, but people were like, maybe this should have been a TV show because you couldn't finish the whole thing in one thing. I'm like, no, because the whole the thing I did like about Dune was the spectacle of it and the fact that I was watching it on a big screen. Yeah, uh, and I feel like that kind of goes with Eternals. And I think in a sense, sorry, I completely changed. No, it's the good. T- topic it's good. What we're talking about, but I'm going to bring it back to Moon Knight. Um, I think even in a sense, watching this so far, I'm like, if this was like first 40 minutes of a Marvel movie, like, we just cut this down a bit, cut this mm-hmm. in half. Um, it'd be a really solid first 40 minutes where we get that great reveal of Moon Knight at the end of the second episode. That should be the reveal about half hour into the movie. Yeah. You know? Half hour, 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Uh, but, again, it's kind of hard to say that if we haven't finished the show. Yeah. I'm just saying right now, it's just like, this pacing is, like, a little turgid. Yeah. Uh, it, it felt like we stumbled through uh, the first episode. We stumbled through it, and we didn't really get to know Stephen. Like when he's running from the jackal in the, um, in the museum. I'm just kind of like, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like I, 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 I yeah, wasn't, I wasn't too. invested yeah. in the character, and we had 45 minutes with him. So I think that we need to have like, we need to have a little more time with understanding this whole uh, mom situation. With him talking on the phone, we need a little more time. More time with that. We need a little more time with uh, him trying to stay awake and him falling asleep. I think that we need take us through an entire night, you know, uh, mm-hmm. night with an N, not yeah. a K. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I get- give us the ethos. Give us the you know the emotion of this character so we can connect with him. Yeah, the only they were given to connect with him is that he gets a date with this girl that we have no idea how they even know each other, and then he misses. And Oscar, Oscar only- Isaac pulls so much emotion into that. Like the acting is there, yeah. the acting's there. Like I felt for him, and I'm like, you know, I don't even really like Steven, but I feel for him. Like this sucks that he's. Yeah, you know- yeah, you know, I forgot about that. That is a real. That's probably the best moment of Steven is him at that steakhouse yeah. ordering the steak. Yeah, that is the best moment of Steven. It, it, uh, and I need, I really it reminded me of the uh, of Tobey Maguire Spider Man of why like mm. Tobey Maguire's uh, Peter Parker people could like relate with him so so much is because Raimi yeah. took the time to show the human side of Spider Man, you know show show that human side of the of the hero that everyone can can attach with here i am saying let me attach give me some ethos to to connect with this character well but i think well, the like the thing is is that it's it's completely unrelated to the actual exactly. plot line of him trying yeah. to figure out who he yeah. is it's it's not connected at all 
Um, the actual connection that is there, it feels like, will be whatever they're doing with Layla. Mm-hmm. But again, that's going to be between Mark and her, assume it, presumably, not Steven and her. So it's just like, right now it's just kind of, to me, a wet fart of caring about it. Yeah. Ooh. Um, rewrite of the first episode it's him working it's we just set a schedule like just a daily schedule for steven of what his monday through friday what his nine to five is and we go through that and then suddenly like people start showing up to we just make it very make it mundane you know um and then people start showing up uh, make it a pattern, and the people start showing up at the museum, like saying things to him, like "You stole this from us," or you know. A part of me, a part of me feels like, in a sense, to um, compared to something we talked about recently. Even though we liked the scene in Doctor Strange, uh, I'm curious how this might work without that set piece at Ethan Hawke's village, mm-hmm. where Ethan Hawke just shows up. And he's just no idea who Ethan Hawke yeah. is. Yeah, you know that, I mean? that's like, what that I'm saying. Yeah, better. like have. Yeah have these like just people showing up at the museum and then he starts to you know steven's like am i going crazy what is what is going on and then he just starts to notice things around his apartment i don't know we hopped into it and it was immediately we already had the shackles on the bed and we already had all of these measures that he takes well i I was okay i was okay with that i was okay with that um i just think that just say like, oh, I have a sleep, I have a weird sleepwalking yeah. issue, and everyone be like, okay, whatever. Um, and then you have, um, what am I thinking of? Uh, the fish thing be the first thing that really tips him off. Yeah, not waking up during the Ethan Hawke scenario and be like, well, I guess that was a dream, yep. even though it very obviously isn't to anyone watching it. Yeah, you know, like I will say that, like um, that. I mean, I like that sequence. I, yeah, I that's what I was going to say. I, I, liked the, I liked the scene, the car chase. I did like that, um, of where he would just go in and out of, like, switching between between uh, Mark Spector and Steven. Uh, what is Steven's last name? I don't know. I keep thinking Steven Knight, because, one, it's Moon Knight, but Steven Knight's also a screenwriter. Oh, uh, I keep so thinking not, Stephen Strange, that. and I'm like, that's a different character. Yeah, I think it might be so. Stephen Gr- I'll Google really quick. His name is Stephen Grant. Grant. Okay. Yeah. It's really fun. I just searched Stephen Grant, and the first thing that pops up in suggestions is annoying. (laughs) 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 Well, even Google thinks so. So Uh, he is a. It's pretty annoying. Uh, The mute. Ooh, what did what have you thought about the score? I think it's good. Um. It kind of lacks a central theme I can know, but I like the instrumentation that we're getting. So yeah, far. I like um, I like the I like the instrumentation, but I I need an actual like give me a I don't know. I think that they could work they could dabble with this a lot with Steven needs a theme, Konshu needs a theme, Moon Knight needs a theme, Mark needs a theme, you know. And the thing is, you know, I always personally, I like watching the credits of these even without end credits. Yeah. Um, and, you know, music that plays there is good, but does not sound like an identifiable theme, even in the sense that, like, for example, of our, one of our go-to mediocre Marvel themes, um, Giacchino's strange theme, I feel like, is more obviously melodic than whatever is going on mm, here. Yeah. 
I do want to say very briefly, because I, I kind of glossed over him in my intro, is that I do like that Ethan Hawke is here. He's bringing a lot of his natural charisma to the role. Um, but the role does just feel like Ethan Hawke play a charismatic cult leader, and there's nothing yeah, else to yeah. it. Um, and it's something where it's like, I like this, but it's pretty much only because it's Ethan Hawke. If anyone else was playing this role, I would not be having a great time with this. Um, which is I feel like kind of actually unusual mm-hmm. for Marvel. Um, I'm trying to think. There's, I think maybe Mads is the only other real parallel I can think of. And I yeah. think Ethan Hawke's doing more here than Mads Mikkelsen did in Doctor Strange. But it's just it's an unusual dynamic, especially when again, I, again, I think Oscar Isaac is. <laughs> I think Oscar Isaac. I said this. I alluded to this. I think Oscar Isaac is way too good to be in this. Personally, <laughs> being a Marvel TV show, he should at least be the lead of his movie. Like, and I'm sure eventually, you know, he'll be in movies. Yeah, but it's just like Oscar Isaac is so good, and it is a meaty role for him. Even though I don't really like Stephen, um, it's him getting to do British comedy. He hasn't really had the opportunity to do that, obviously, as an American actor. Um, but it's just like Ethan Hawke could do this role in his sleep. And honestly, at points I'm like, is he asleep? <laughs> it's just, it's just his natural charisma coming yeah. through, and there's really nothing else there. Um, but I don't know. It's also like, uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm, let's be real. All these Marvel shows, and I mean this with a bit of affection, because people don't like some WandaVision. I like it in WandaVision. No one else does. But all these Marvel shows, you know, end with a big fight in the third, the last episode, with the exception of Loki. Which has its big fight in the second to last episode and then has a conversation for the finale. And it's getting another season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Moon Knight has very specifically been marketed as a limited series. Um, yeah. And that's something that no other Marvel show has been done with doing. Even WandaVision was not marketed as a limited Was series. Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, a limited series? I don't think. I think none of these have been marketed as limited series. I think Hawkeye was marketed as, air quotes, a holiday event, which kind of implies it's an event yeah. series, but. It's also like a holiday show on Disney Plus. So I didn't read that much into it. But this is literally always everybody saying limited series streaming on Disney Plus this day. Limited series. Like they're only for those limited series. Gotcha. So to me, that means that this is being designed as a one off season of television. It is not going to end with a cliffhanger because they wouldn't be marketing it as a limited series if it is. Um, my whole point there is that means I feel like this is obviously going to build how all these shows, except Loki, have a big fight in the final episode. And I'm wondering, is it going to be Khonshu? Because if so, it's not going to be that great because it's just a CGI monster. Is it going to be Ethan Hawke? It's not going to be that cool unless he gets like a power up where he's CGI, in which case, why would I want that when it's Ethan Hawke? You mm-hmm. know, like it's it's well, it's it. You make a point there and you talked about Will Smith um, and I'm worried, just, just hold on. on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you think it is. You talked about Will Smith earlier, and we mentioned his Oscar win because of him being in the Marvel film Men in Black. And mm-hmm. you don't like the the battle in the final battle in Men in Black because they take Vincent D'Onofrio and make him a CGI yes. character. And even then, exactly. he has no lines. Like he's done with lines after that because it's all just creature noises. Um. Yeah. So it's it's all like what's in that uh Jurassic Park video game that the creators got in trouble for? It was like tortoises, tortoise mating sounds or something. It 
I have no idea what that is. <laughs> oh, you don't? You need to look that You need to look that story up. Like basically okay. the the dinosaur sounds um a good handful of dinosaur sounds on that Jurassic Park. I think it's Jurassic Park the game. It came out for Xbox 360 and uh and they got in trouble for using tortoise mating sounds on it yeah so uh it's pretty great anyways let's let's get back on track here um but the the Uh, point is is it's like like what you're saying don't wait please don't waste ethan hawk you know yeah and the thing to me is is when you mention men in black i actually started thinking about men in black three where it's like men black three the end fight also doesn't really matter yeah but it's okay because you get that emotional payoff yeah which to me goes, oh, then the emotional payoff, maybe we'll get something like that, and the emotional payoff between Mark and Steven and Layla, you know? Which, okay, sure, fine, but then we're also still wasting Ethan Hawke. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm at. It was like, we're still gonna, like, it still feels like Ethan, again, Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke are both arguably way too much, way too good for this material, mm-hmm. but at least Oscar Isaac is getting stuff he hasn't done before. Yeah. That's where I'm feeling right. That, that's kind of where I sum it up. It's like, and I'm sure Ethan Hawke is like, I'm getting paid. Like, it's not because he's bad mouth, he's bad mouth superhero movies for forever. Um, the fact that he's doing this, he literally just said, I'm doing it because Oscar Isaac asked me to, and it seemed like it'd be fun. And let's be real, also, he's doing it because Marvel pays well. <laughs> like, he, Ethan Hawke does indie movies. Yeah. Like, this will pay him better than any of those will. Um, I don't know. There's, there's my Ethan Hawke rant. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's not. I, I can't really think of anything else to talk about. Can you? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think that I've. We can do shorter episodes. Yeah. We're, only, we're only covering two episodes. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think. I think mm-hmm. we've we've covered everything. Oh, I did finally see Dune. Uh, by the way. No, do you agree with me or do you agree with the consensus? I I really liked it, but it also. It's it felt very very games Game of Throny Thronesy Game of Thronesy. There we go. Um, yeah, it felt very much like that. Not saying like it's copying from it, um, but like the pacing and the intrigue felt very much like that. I really liked it. I I wouldn't I wouldn't want it as as a TV show. I would definitely want it you know kept yeah. as the movie. Um, and I will want to watch Dune Part Two, is what it'll be called. Yeah, yeah it's, I, a, it's October twenty twenty three. Gotcha. They should be shooting soon. Florence Pugh's been casting. Oh, really? You know, yeah, she's one of three new characters. They've also cast Austin Butler, who is someone you wouldn't know, but I actually saw him on Broadway when I went to Broadway in twenty eighteen. Yeah, uh, which is kind of cool to see him on the up and up. And then they have one more big role to cast. Now, I want to play a game with you about Dune, and then we can wrap it up, actually. Okay. So there are two... So let me explain everything. So there are two actors in Dune who I really love their performance. I want you to guess those two. But with the thing that you will get... If you get it wrong, I'm going to cut you off entirely. There are two other actors in it who I thought I liked, but I wouldn't say they were fantastic. I just really liked them in it. Every other performance in the movie I was bored with. I want you to guess... The two I liked, and you can have the two strikes if you guess the ones that I thought were all right. And you're allowed to look up the cast list. Yeah, I was like, I've got to look up the cast. Um, okay. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I'll give you 
I'll give you one free strike as well. So if you get if you miss one, if there's one that's not on either list, you get that one free strike. So, so what are? Yeah, I'm going for. They're all on the cast list. They're all okay. on the main cast list. They're not like minor characters. They're all on the main cast. So list there's that two that you really really liked, and two that you were like, I like, but like, okay. Yeah. So yeah. two so so and two yes. Um. Yeah, so you don't need to get you don't need to get the so so right, but if you get them right, I won't. If you say them, yeah. I won't count them against. You. I I think that do one at a time. Do one at a time. I think yeah, um, I think Jason Momoa is that's one, is one that you love. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah. I love him. He's great. He's the best part of the movie. Yes, easily. He's the one person who actually has personality. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the I was gonna about. say <laughs> Javier Bardem. That actually is, is it. it? You yes. got him. Those are the two performances I really yeah. love. Those are the two performances I really love in Dune. Uh, do you want to try to guess the other two that are so so? So so would uh, so so be Stellan Skarsgård and nope. Oh, nope. Um, Skarsgård Timothy is Chalamet. Get, nope. No, nope. Brolin. Are, nope. Brolin's not in enough for me to even have a recognition yeah. of them. They're uh, Zendaya, who's also not really in it a lot, but when she's in it, I'm like, oh, I wish she was actually in this movie. She seems way more interesting than anyone yeah. else here. Um, and the other one is, of course, surprised you didn't guess this one, Oscar Isaac. Uh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. He's really good when he's in it. Uh, like Rebecca, he does a really good job playing like the Obi Wan, yeah, you know, yeah, like, like the mentor type dad character. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really liked, uh, I really liked Javier Bardem, and yeah, yeah, he was just a lot of fun. A lot of fun in a very in a very serious, like otherwise serious movie. Um, Rebecca Ferguson's character just aggravated me. I was like, I was like, well, you annoy me. But Ferguson Ferguson is a character in it that I noticed most people say they really like, yeah. and I kind of appreciate her being there in what is otherwise really a boys' club type yes. of movie. Yeah, but it's also just kind of like I'm bored. Like I'll be very honest. The main reason I'll still see Dune Two is the promise that Zendaya. And Javier Bardem will be in it more. Mm-hmm. That is really the main reason. Yeah. Uh, and even with Moa, spoiler alert, I don't think Moa was going to be in it. Uh, <laughs> to people who haven't watched Dune yet. Uh, but I'd be surprised if Moa is in <laughs> for obvious <laughs> reasons. Um, but I feel like Zendaya and Bardem having bigger roles will make up yeah. for that. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Well, I think that is. Wrap it up. Yeah, I think that's a wrap. Um, we would like to thank Joe Schremer for editing this episode. Thank you, Joe. We will join you again in two weeks to discuss the next two episodes of Moon Knight. Moon Knight! Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Why Is with Ty and Dan. We can be found on various podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and on our website, whyiswithtydan.buzzsprout.com. You can also contact us by email at whyiswithtydan at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at whyiswithtyan1, because I'm number one. You can also follow me, Danny Vincent, on Letterboxd at blankments for reviews of movies, including those not in the MCU. So we'll see you next week. We'll catch you in the next one.